This is Shay coming back at y'all with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Yo, what's been up, man? What's been good? I know I've been off of here for a little while, uh, a couple last few weeks, whatever, but man, it's, it's been a good last few weeks. Uh, me and the family just been chilling, man. I've been doing some, some projects at the house, and we're doing the whole bathroom remodel, man. It's been so... So difficult, man. <laughs> learning, learning so much on the fly, man. Having to having to call in some favors to some buddies, cause I don't know how to do all this stuff, man. But it's turned out it's looking pretty good, so I'm happy with it. Of course, it's not like professionally done. There's some there's some stuff here and there, man. But to sit back and look and see what mistakes you made, try to fix them, uh, knowing that it's going to come out somewhat the way you like it. <laughs> It's gonna look good, man. You're always you're always critical of your own mistakes, and they're they're like glaring mistakes to you, but they're probably fine to everybody else. You just don't, you know, you know what I mean. Anyway, just been doing that the last couple of weeks, man. Uh, went on a went on a family trip to celebrate my uh, my baby boy's birthday, so that was good. Just hanging out with the family and uh, loving on him. It's been good, man. And, uh, man, the Lord's been blessing me, man. The Lord's been blessing my family, watching over us. So, you know, what is there to complain about, really, man? We, and now we're in the, uh, now we're in the Easter season. It's Holy Week. Looking forward to, man, hearing some good preaching and, uh, being reminded about the love of the Lord during the season, man. And, and it's, it's honestly, one of my favorite times of year because, you know, I don't really, Christmas comes around, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Easter comes around, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but Passover, Passover, man, I get jazzed about Passover. It's just, it's my holiday, man. Getting a chance to uh, to cook some good food, to have some folks over, share the meal. Uh, it, it's, it feels like, yo, this is, this is what it felt like being raised in Jesus's culture sharing some of the same foods that he would have shared and loving on people getting some good laughs in and uh, letting God glorify himself through your taste buds like it's just I love I love Passover so really looking forward to it I think that's next weekend so looking forward to uh, to having a good time folks coming over maybe I'll do a little show next week about Passover and what we're looking forward to and all that kind of jazz. Maybe I'll take y'all through what I'm making. You can see, you can see what the game is going on at the house. <laughs> but yeah, man, no, I've been kicking it. Um, had some, <clears throat> some a couple runnings with a couple of folks, man. And it's really what I want to talk about today. How do we do? How do we do conflict? How do we do conflict as Christians? How do we do conflict? And uh, how does how does conflict or lack thereof glorify God? Like where, where do we find Jesus in the midst of conflict? And um, I don't, I don't want to give too many details about all the stuff that's been going on, other than to say like there's some stuff, there's some conversations I went into online. There were some other conversations that I went through uh, just in my personal life. It really came down to like, I don't know if y'all have ever had this, but 
over time, you're like, man, am I the problem? Or is, is it me? Is it my personality that people, people feel like they just got to come at me in the wrong way? Like, what is this, man? And I've, you know, I've had that over the years where I've, I've had to, like, really pray to God, like, God, I need you to reveal whatever it is about my personality that people feel like they just, they can just say stuff to me. And, uh, not not that they can say stuff to me, but that my insides want to respond the way I do, man. Yo, I've been a fighter all my life. I got, you know, go up in the South, people call you names to your face. And, you know, not being a Christian at the time, you got to lay hands on them. You got um, <laughs> people, that, people that say some wild stuff to you. And... It, be, it becomes fighting words. You know what I mean? And so, going to going into the military as a young man and, and still got in that fight, a lot of a lot of back and forth with people and of the things that God has redeemed in my life. You know what I mean? That God has God has done a mighty work. But yo, y'all, some of y'all knew me when I was a young dude. Um, and I, you know, but sometimes I wonder if I was all there. It's just, I would get mad. I get so, I get so mad. Like as a teenager, man, like I would see red sometimes. Like I'd just be so angry on the inside. And sometimes it came out physically. Sometimes it just came off. Like I know I don't want this physical altercation, whatever, whatever. And so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just rage out. And you know, stuff would turn red or have to lay hands. Like God. God for sure is redeeming me, man. Like, yo, especially like on the basketball court. Yo, you get me on the basketball court when I was going through my angry phase. I was like a totally different person. Like, they, they had to nickname me like Bruce Banner. Like, I would just, I would just flip out on stuff, man. And so, you know, struggling through like holding that internal anger, wherever it came from. I know as a, as a kid, my moms would be worried about me like why are you so angry i'm just like i don't know but <laughs> just wild wild on the inside you know as god gets a hold of you and he's he's bringing stuff to light and he's he's washing things away he's taking some of those those calluses that have developed over time and he's he's scraping away all that that old dead skin and he's bringing stuff up in your life and you're like oh that that might be why I got some anger going on inside. God, I need you to help me with that. And God refreshes it and renews it and changes you. Like God, God is continually changing us from the inside out, right? It's the process of sanctification. But it doesn't always take away everything all at once. And so, even still to this day, man, y'all, I'm over 40 years old. And sometimes people talk to me and I'm like, you do not know. You, like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know, like, it's, it's God that's keeping me from reacting to you. Like, I can feel my insides, what my, what my flesh wants to do. But thank Jesus that I am not who I used to be. Like, that, that kind of dude is always wrestling on the insides. And so, I had some stuff this past week where somebody was, you know, he's saying some stuff to me. And I was like, man, yo, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be cool. What I didn't know, I'm new to this online game, y'all. Like, uh, yo, I, I'm sure y'all have noticed, 
I don't have Facebook presence. Like I don't have a flip flip break over on Facebook. Yo, I'm I'm primarily on YouTube. I'm I'm over on Rumble. Y'all ever want to check it out over there? I'm I'm on the podcast, so I've got Anchor going on. But I don't have a big large social media footprint. And so what I didn't know about social media <laughs> is that I guess people get trolled all day long. <laughs> I guess it starts to wear on you over time. Like if you got a big, large social media presence, like <laughs> you get you get trolled a lot. So when people say little stuff to you, you, I think you just look at it through that lens and you just react. You, you just react because you just you sound like everybody else. And so, bah! so this person popped off at me, and I'm like, yo. This is crazy that we, we can't have same, <laughs> uh, like, evenly killed dialogue in an online format. Like, it's it's a it's a wild concept to me that I'm that I'm learning. I'm finding out about you know, I'm I'm still learning some stuff, and so you know, you say you say something very simple to somebody, something that's not really controversial, you know, you just you're looking for a dialogue. Like and I think that's where my mind and my uh, my me being naive about what the internet is. I go looking for conversation with people. Right? Like I, I feel like that's what it should be. But there's people on there that just make it their life's mission just to troll people. And Get under people's skin, say stuff to them that they wouldn't say in person. And I, I think I've never really been that type of person. That type of person, like if I, if I have something to say to you or about you, I'm gonna make sure you know what it is that I'm saying. Otherwise, I'm just not talking about you. Like you, you know, if if I'm not willing to say it to your face, then I don't think I should be saying it behind your back. Like I, I actually think gossip is sin. I actually think gossip is almost a form of murder so like you you're talking about someone you're defaming their character when they're not around like if you're willing to say something about someone and they're not there to hear what it is you're saying i i just don't i don't live that kind of life and at least i at least i try not to i really do i, I try hard not to and you know some people when people do it to me, I'm like, well, why couldn't you have said that to my face? If if you so big and so tough and so righteous and stuff, like why why couldn't you just say that to me? So got into a back and forth with this person, and you know they're saying some stuff, and they're like, yeah, this is this is some stuff I've heard about you, and I'm like, whoa, where is this coming from? I don't, and who's talking about me? <laughs> so it was it was crazy, right? And so I had. My insides worked up from there. Uh, had some other stuff going on where, you know, just you feel like you're living life one way, and other people feel like, well, I think you should be living life this way. And you're like, well, that's just that's not where I'm at. That's that's not what I'm doing. So they, you know, they got stuff to say, and friends get hurt, and stuff happens, right? But it, it puts you in this this mind space. Was like conflict like how do I how do I navigate this stuff in a way that still glorifies God but I don't feel like a, a daggone doormat you know what I mean like I don't, I don't want to feel walked on I don't want to feel taken advantage of I don't want other people to 
talk bad about me. I don't want my life ruled by somebody else. Like you, you have all this stuff, and so it puts you in the conflict, and it puts you in the weird space, right? And it got me thinking, like, how how does how does a Christian navigate conflict? Like, how do how do we do that in this world where you know the Bible the Bible says, like, in this world you're going to have trouble. It wasn't a it wasn't a veiled threat. It wasn't like. <laughs> It wasn't empty promises kind of thing. If you believe and trust in Christ, you will have people that come against you. And I think I think what happens is, in my mind, that's the world, right? So, and I think a lot of us think, yeah, um, when people come against me, it's going to be people who don't like me. And I, and we can deal with those folks, like, yo, you're you're not in my life. You don't you don't have like an emotional standing. In my life, so I can I can move and I can transition and things will be okay. And and what I think we miss sometimes is a lot of opposition that we face in this life is going to come from people that love us, that that are in our corner. That just that just I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a crazy thing when people come against you and they're like, "Well, this is how I feel and this is what's going on." And you're like, but, but it's you. And, and I remember reading one of the Psalms and it says, if it, if it was my enemy, I could take it. But it was you, my, my familiar, my brother. Like, if it was anybody else, I could handle it. But when it's, when it's somebody that's close to you, when they're in your life and they've, they've sat down at your table and, and they've given you counsel, you've given them counsel, and, and, you, and you've worked through life together, you've, you've had laughs. You've shared things about each other. They've rooted you on. You've rooted them on. And then when they come against you, man, it, it, hurt, it hurts in a weird, different way. Like it, it just lands differently, right? And so how do we handle that as Christians? Do we, do we fight? Because like I said at the beginning of this, like my insides, you know, I'm, a, I'm a fighter. And putting on a uniform for all my adult life. It's made me more into a fighter, even though I, I'm a pastor by vocation in the military. Man, my insides, be, being amongst other fighters, like we, I'm around people who kill people for a living kind of thing. Um, I'm a fighter, and, and it, and it kind of, it's, it's been ingrained in me. It's what I've grown up with. How do you do that? How do you how do you have this conflict while still remaining a Christian? Because you know the Bible is the Bible is very clear about some stuff with conflict. Like it'll tell you, like don't let the sun go down on your wrath. If someone offends you, uh, slaps you across the cheek, yo, give them the other cheek. If your enemy is is cold, give them your jacket. If they're hungry, give them some of your food. See, <laughs> you have these you have these things in the Bible where, like, your flesh wants to do one thing, and, and God is calling your spirit to do another thing, and in in that wrestle, right? How do you how do you wrestle through that stuff? So I went and talked to with a uh, pastor at the church we were going to that we're we're slowly becoming members up. He was like, "Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to?" 
Are you gonna rile yourself up and, and go into full dis defense mode of yourself? And you're gonna take from God what's actually His because God says vengeance belongs to me. So as people come against us and we feel like we gotta have some kind of retribution for what they've done, are you gonna take vengeance into your own hands or are you gonna allow the Lord to handle it? And man, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> like you know you know the scriptures like you know them but until you're in the situation to like live through it see how the spirit wrestles through that through that stuff with you it's just it's tough sometimes man. It's, it's tough to to navigate life that way sometimes and I think that was I think that was awesome wisdom and, and I think some of the, some of the other wisdom I got was there's a lot of times that when when people comes when people come against us, we want to make a defense. But when we when we go to defend ourselves, really what we're doing is we're putting this priority on our temporal lives. Like we're we're saying like this life and my reputation in this life is the most important thing right now. He didn't say this, but this, this is what I extrapolated from it. My life right now is what's most important, so I gotta protect it. I got I gotta put these walls up and if it means I gotta fight to protect you coming against my walls then so be it like let's get get after it I'm not gonna let you say this about me I'm not gonna let you say that about me I'm gonna make sure you know right so we got that we got that internal struggle going on and the pastor was saying like yo um <laughs> he didn't say yo <laughs> I'm saying yo like if he said yo I'd be like no man <laughs> he's like you know, there's there's a time when the Bible does call us to be truth seekers. So, say something happens between you and another person, all you gotta do is calmly lay down what happened from your perspective, and then let it go. The person is, if 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 they want to maintain the relationship with you, they'll probably tell their side, but then they'll they'll do their best to reconcile, just like just like you are. But if they're so caught up in themselves and, and they gotta win and it's gotta be their way or it's no way kind of thing, they're they're gonna say some stuff back to you. They're gonna accuse you, they're gonna talk bad about you, they're gonna call you out your name, they're they're gonna try to remove you from your positions, they're gonna try to make sure other people stop talking to you, like they're gonna do everything they can to make war against you. And your response to that as a Christian follower, as a well, as a Christ believer, is to say, yeah, no, as, as far as it depends on me, I'm going to live at peace. That's tough, man. That's a tough thing. That's a, it's a tough ask. And so I had to ask, I had to ask him, like, so what do, I, what do you do with this fight? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fighter. I, I can't, God hasn't taken that away from me from me yet I, it's not like I can remove it myself it's not like I can pray it away at least for right now I got to pray about it but until the Lord takes us away it's going to stick with me right so how do you do that how do you how do you make sure you belong to the Lord while you're still wrestling with this part of your flesh and he's basically like yeah that's that's the Christian struggle right how do we like Paul is talking about the the wretched man that I am. Everything that I want to do, I can't. All the things I don't want to do, those are the things I do. I live in this body of death. 
Who can rescue me from it? It's, it's Christ. It's Jesus. He's the one that, that rescues us from this body of death. And so when we, when we have this anger stuff and we have these conflicts and we're trying to figure out, man, how do I... I how do I most glorify God? I, I am peeved, and I and I don't want to let this go. I want to fight it. What do I do? The answer is trust in the Lord. Are, are we going to sin? More than likely, yeah, we're going to get it wrong most of the time. But is anything going to take us out of the Lord's hands? Absolutely not. Do, do we continue to wrestle through what that stuff feels like? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do, do we do we repent at all costs? Yeah, yo, we repent. Do we always have to reconcile? Yo, whew, that's something different, right? Reconciliation is it's a ministry that we've been given as as Christian as Christ followers. Man, reconciliation can be really hard sometimes because you because it takes both people to reconcile. And so now you are. You're asking for not only for one party to absorb the hurt and fear and the shame and all the stuff that goes along with that, but you're asking the, the other person to do the same thing, to, to absorb equal footing and, and both people coming back together as, as if the thing never happened. Man, it, it takes a work of the spirit. It, it honestly does. Like... Do, do we repent when we sin against people? Yeah. And you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, Jesus talks about this, right? Jesus talks about how when, when we're at the altar and we're offering a sacrifice, if we remember that someone has something to say about us, so that, that essentially that we've hurt someone, we're to leave our offering at the altar Go to that person, it says to reconcile, then come back and offer. If you notice that, like I've heard a lot of pastors over the years bring that up, and I don't ever really feel like they've put it, they've put the context on the right person. When Jesus makes that case, it's the offender. There's a lot of times when people will come after the person that's been hurt and say, well, you need to. You need to go reconcile with that person. It's like, I've already been hurt. I've already been shamed. Now, you, you want me to humble myself more? And I'll say, yeah, you should. Christ calls you to, to humility, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness. And it's, and it's always been a passage that's been, that's been hard for me when people bring it up because I, like, rarely do I hear them say, they'll, they'll either uh, put the onus on the person that's been like at the at the wrong at the receiving end, and they don't they don't always put a, a heavy emphasis on the person that's done the offending. I don't know why that is, um, and so it, it causes more conflict, right? Like if you if if in your Christian life you feel like man, I I have bent my knee more times than I can recount. And this person keeps hurting me. What do I do with that? It's like, oh, that's that's when Christianity gets hard, right? It's because God God sees what you're going through, and Jesus 
Jesus humbled himself to the point of the cross. So our example is death. But are we called to die? Are, are, are we called to take it all the way to the point of death? Because Jesus already paid for it at the cross. So how far do we take that? And I think that's a that's a us communing with the Spirit, asking Jesus for help, that it that it doesn't go so far. Like I know I've been in, in counseling sessions with people that have been in abusive relationships and it's like no, like even if it's a verbal abuse, like no, you can't you can't stay in that. And and they ask, like, well, what about humbling myself? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, for sure, humbling yourself. Like this, it, get, it gets gray, right? It gets gray really fast. And what's not gray is that we're supposed to do it. What's gray is the implementation of it. Like it, it's, it rubs against our human flesh, if you know what I mean. Like God's word is, is pretty clear on it. It's just as we, try, as we like, we wrestle with this internal fight, as we wrestle with other times that we've been abused and we're, we're living with that abuse and... We're trying to figure out where these lines are of, of safety and friendship and relationships. And we're trying to work on navigate all these lines. Yeah, it gets, that part gets gray. And it's, it's hard to put those, those things into practice, especially, you know, especially if you're trying to lean on your own spirit to do it. And it takes a work of God a lot of times. It takes, it takes a movement of the spirit to walk in reconciliation. It takes a a movement of the spirit sometimes to forgive another human being depending on how bad they hurt you or how many times they hurt you man it takes it takes a movement of the spirit to get that stuff done and so um, what does Christian conflict look like like it's yeah we're to forgive we're to, we're to have the ministry of reconciliation because God reconciled with us when he was still his, in, when he was still his enemies so yeah, we're called to it. What does that look like in practice? Man, it's not it's not always clean. It's not always cut and dry. Like we are we are complex human beings that God is God has given us this ministry of reconciliation with no innate ability to carry it out. It's the it's the work of the Spirit that indwells within us that helps us work these things out. It's, it's the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us that pushes us into those, those hard conversations, right? Those, those conversations when somebody's hurt you and, and then you see them and, and y'all can't avoid each other, like you're, you're sitting down across from each other. You know, trust the Spirit, man. Trust the Spirit of God, like, Matthew 10, when Jesus is sending out his disciples and he says, people are going to come against you, but don't worry, I'm going to give you words to say. I'll be with you. Don't don't sweat that. And whew, talk about faith. It takes faith for those conversations, man. It, it, it takes faith to, to maneuver them in a way that's still God-glorifying. Because our flesh wants to erupt, right? Our flesh wants to blow up and say, yo, you wronged me. And I need you to pay for it. Or at the, at the very least, I need you to, to tell me you're sorry, right? We get all we get all uppity, not remembering our mind's eye. Like how how much did you offend God today? Ooh, we don't want to we don't want to hear stuff like that. We want we want retribution. And one thing one thing um, a pastor said to me that was really good 
when, when God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. He always does it with the right justice. When we go after our vengeance on our own, when we go after uh, seeking retribution from people, we never do it with the full measure of justice. It's, it's more vengeance than it is justice, right? We're always going to fall short. God has the God is the one with the full, clear picture in mind. He's the one who is the ultimate standard of justice when he goes after and he defends his people like he always said that he would. When he defends his people, it's always with the right amount of grace, mercy, justice, vengeance. Just the right amount. Like there's, there's nothing that God is lacking when he actually deals with people. And no, it may not be in this life. It may, it may be in the, in, the, in the judgment that the person faces God and, and God brings it up and say, yo, that was, that was my baby boy that you treated like that. What do you have to say for yourself? And, and in that, man, that, that's, where, that's where we got to be careful, right? Because as we're pursuing justice, we're forgetting about the times when we were enemies of God. You know, we were probably doing way worse I think that's what Jesus was talking about. One of the things that he was talking about on the road to Emmaus, that as we as we look back on Israel's history, and we see, um, you know, like Joshua going through when uh, he was he was going past like Ai, and they wouldn't they wouldn't welcome them in, or when he was walking past Jericho, and he was like, "Yo, can we just pass by?" And they're like, "No, you can't pass by. You got you got to go another way." Joshua was like, all right, I'll be back. Like with that, that threat, right? And God's like, no, I'll do it. Don't worry about that. And, and like, had Joshua taken vengeance into his own hand against those cities, God wouldn't have gotten the glory. God gets the glory. Like he gets Jericho as a story forever. That the people of Israel didn't have to touch a single stone. God blew the walls out. our lives when God is saying no I'll, I'll do it we have to trust that we're working with a God that there's a God that loves us who has shown in his word that he is more than capable of handling all of our conflicts and handling them in a way that's going to bring him the most glory we, we don't in our actions, as good as we think they might be, God considers them filthy rags. All of our actions are like filthy rags. So even even if we go to a person and we lay out our case and we're like, here's what you do, and here's how I was wrong, and the person says, you know what, I I admit that. I admit it. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I apologize. Even, even if that's what happens, right, it still is not bringing God the most glory. <laughs> we have to let God handle certain situations, man. Sometimes with a with a fighter spirit, it doesn't sit right because we feel like, man, I there's so much stuff that I want to do for this person. There's there's so many things I want to say to them, and I could wreck them with a single word, or I could I could blow this up in their face, or I can lay hands. Whew, 
It wouldn't be holy hands. It wouldn't be a holy word. It probably wouldn't be holy actions or holy thoughts. Sometimes we have to... Um, there's one good piece of wisdom that I got. Anytime we... Anytime we find ourselves trying to trying to go in defense mode, and we're trying to we're trying to protect ourselves, when the Bible says "be angry but don't sin," anytime we try to do the self protection thing, it, it almost nearly, almost always nearly like runs into sin. Like when when we're in defense mode, like we just we do these protective measures, and so we come up with. Evil, either our thoughts are purely evil toward this person. We're like, man, I could say this and it, it quash this whole thing, squash this whole thing, right? Or we, our imaginations just run wild. We think about all the violence we want to do. Um, but when we have this this anger and it's in defense of another person, the wisdom was like God. God honors that. When Jesus is in the temple, and he sees what they're doing in the temple with the money changers, his response is not, get out, you're offending me. His response is, you've made my father's house into a temple of robbers. And he's cracking the whip over the heads. I don't know if he's hitting them with the whip, but it says that he drives them out of the temple. It, one thing's for certain, he didn't, he didn't ask nicely. He wasn't like pretty please could you get out and stop stop doing this in the temple no he's he braided together a whip which takes time he's cracking it over people i bet you he looked really violent but he was he was in defense of his father and in, in defense of his father's church his people when he came to himself as he's sitting in front of Pilate. He doesn't try to defend himself in front of Pilate. He doesn't try to defend himself in front of the Pharisees. When Pilate says, don't you know that I have power over you? Jesus doesn't say, man, do you know what I can do to you? Jesus, Jesus doesn't say that. He says, you don't, you don't have any power except what my father has given you. He just, he just stated a fact. There is no government outside of the government of God. There is, no, there is no governor of any kind at any level that God didn't put in place. You don't have any power over me. It's, it's factual. And, and the wisdom was, yo, be a truth seeker, but there's, there's a fine line. There's a fine line in there that you have to be aware of when it crosses over from being a, a truth teller and a truth seeker into defense of yourself. And sometimes we'll cross it, and you gotta learn. We have to learn where that line is. And sometimes we're gonna fall over too far. Sometimes we're not gonna say stuff when we're supposed to, and we just let truth fizzle by, and that's not that's not good either. But truth always honors the Lord. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me." Um, he gives us the the ability in whatever situation we're in to just back out of it. We, we don't have to go to that line, but it's difficult when you're a fighter. It's difficult.
difficult, like, like Peter. Peter had that fighter spirit. They came to arrest Jesus, and he's like, hiya! Like, just tries to chop somebody's ear off. And Jesus like, this is this isn't it. This isn't it. This is not it. But we do live in a country where um, we're afforded those rights. We're afforded the right to, to protect and defend. Man, as as men of God, as people of God, I, I can't I can't imagine that God would be pleased by uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a um, I'm not a pacifist, y'all. I don't know if y'all can tell this. I don't think it's pleasing to God for for the people of God to just roll over and let people take stuff. Like I, I don't I don't see pacifism as God honoring. And and maybe I just have to wrestle that with God and I get up into glory and God says that was the wrong that was the wrong thing to say, son. And I'm gonna be like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I missed that. I missed that one. Cause I don't I don't I don't see it. Like I don't I don't see somebody breaking into my home and I don't do anything. I guess. Like the people that are pacifists are just like, yeah, if they break into my home, I'll see my, my wife and my kids and I'll see them in glory. And I'm just that's that's not me, man. And so when people are talking about like Yeah, don't trust pastors with, with guns and um you know you, you got to be stoic all the time and uh, anger. Uh, you can never really struggle with it. You got to get that. You got to be self-controlled. And um, if you're angry and you're sinning against the Lord, like all this, all this kind of stuff, I'm just like, man, I, man, I don't, I don't see that in the Bible. Uh, I do see that there's a struggle with it, and I do see that God will be the one that avenges. But I see it. I see real people in the Bible that struggle with like they really struggle with anger. And I take heart in that. I take heart that as Jesus is welcoming with his disciples, that the people who are <laughs> the people who are looked at by the other side as you know, on one side they look at you know, you're this conservative, um, gun-toting, blase, 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 over here, right? And then, the, and then that side is looking at this side and saying, you're this flaming, liberal-thinking, blase, 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 blah. I'm thankful that Jesus, as he's walking on his road to Emmaus, doesn't demonize either. He's going to be both in the kingdom. And won't it be awesome? Won't it be awesome? When we can sit down and fellowship with one another, and all this kind of stuff is not even a thing anymore. All these divisions that, uh, honestly, the enemy has placed within the church, all these divisions will go away. All the, all the talking trash about the other side, and all the, all the, all the hating, all the little nitpicking, all the squabbles, all the strife, all that stuff is going to go away and God is going to be there and we're going to say, isn't this awesome? We don't even need the sun anymore. Man, I look forward to that. I, I really do, man. Christian conflict, yes, we are a, we're a picture of the world and what it's supposed to look like to 
to reconcile with one another. We're ministers of reconciliation, but man, sometimes we're not going to get it right. And when we don't, here's how we're ministers. More than ministers of reconciliation, we are ambassadors of Christ. When do we get it wrong? We say, I got that wrong. And I am sorry. How, how can I make this better? In a response, the person says, I forgive you. Here's how we can make it better. Continue to march forward. Let's go do the work of the Lord. Like this, I think, <laughs> man, it's frustrating sometimes that we can't, we can't just be, we can't just get the Bible right sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, but I mean that because I get the Bible wrong a lot of times. <laughs> but yo, I'm going to wrap it up right there, man. This, this is a, this is a good comeback conversation, y'all. I've been going for a couple weeks. I'm glad. I'm glad y'all tune in and uh, and rocking with me. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Hope y'all doing well. Yo, keep me up in the email, man. I wanna I wanna have some folks on. Uh, yo, it's coming up on like a year of me doing this thing, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about that because it's been a, it's been an awesome year. Some really cool conversations, and I look forward to uh, continue to glorify the Lord in everything we do. That's what we do in the Emmaus Proposition, man. We take everything in culture, everything in everyday life, and we weave our way. We, we try to make everything we can about Christ, whether it's from Him, through Him, or to Him, man. Everything, everything in all creation is all about Him. He is everything. And love y'all. Like I said, I'm praying for y'all. Hit me up. Anytime. My email is going to be in the description box. Love y'all so much, man. Like I said, thank you for rocking with me. And yo, until next time, grace and peace.